Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. Do you know what the worst thing you can do when you're stuck at home with COVID or or in an office? Is? To log in to Windows. Have you seen... Okay, well, you have to do that if you're at your office and you've been working from home lately. So how is that the worst thing you could do? Have you seen the pictures they show you when you log into Windows? I mean... The, like, random ones? Yeah. The most yeah. beautiful places on earth. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, that's cool. And I'm here. Or you could look at it as, I mean, I could go there someday. Or I'm working from home and my kids are screaming and I think one just hit their head and I'm here. Okay. Glass half empty. Or glass isn't full that's not the way it goes is it no it's either glass half empty or glass half full the now, half full is the more positive now who's half empty <laughs> welcome to fireproof your finances a show with 30 minutes of real questions real concepts and real answers your hosts are michael and vanessa markey a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I would talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet Magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. Hello, everyone. So today, we're actually going to get into finance right away. We are. I know. It's going to surprise everyone. I know. Has this ever been done? Probably not. On charted territory. We are like NASA right now. Nope. It's not NASA. Space Uh Force. Did they actually change the name? I thought... I thought it was SpaceX. No, that that's Elon Musk. Well, they just launched some sort of SpaceX thingy the other nope. day, didn't they? No, Space Force, like oh. Air Force. I don't know. Navy Force, Army Force. I don't pay attention to those things. You know what? This is why you're not a true American. Anyway, let's get into it. All right. So, <clears throat> we did an experiment with our kids. Yeah. They didn't know we were doing this. No. Because I find behaviors fascinating. There, today's show is about irrational exuberance that's in the market. Yes. The market is 7, 8, maybe 10%, depending on what day you look at it. Within, it's all-time high. Yes, which and is odd. It is odd because we talked about this before, but it's a good review. We price things based on future cash flows. That's what we're willing to pay for a stock or a company. Because mm-hmm. when I buy a stock, I'm buying part of that company. And here's the deal. I'm going to value a cash flow that's in the near term more valuable than one in the long term. And there's two reasons. The first is who knows what's going to happen in 30 years from now. Right. When you're like in your mid-60s. 62 is not mid. It's early. And that is terrifying. 
God willing, you'll make it that far. Still terrifying. All right, moving on. That didn't. That didn't our youngest qu- will be your age. God willing. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. He's kind of a spaz. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> there are days. Yes. <clears throat> but so we pay for when we buy a stock, we're buying its future cash flows. Yeah. And we're going to value the ones closer more valuable than ones later because who knows what the world's going to be in 30 years correct what's going to change and the time value of money mm-hmm. dollar today should be worth more than a dollar 30 years from now correct that's what we hope at least and so when we look at the market suddenly pricing companies you know as a as a conglomerate within 10% of where it once was take out the niche companies the ones that are let's just say all digital Okay. How many big companies are sitting here going, well, yeah, we're going to, you know, here in a couple months, we're going to be within seven, eight, nine, 10% revenue, cash flows, profit of where we just were pre COVID? Zero. I can't think of any. Right. I mean, Nobody I knows it, what's going to happen. I think United Airlines, where their stock price right now is about half of where it was whenever before everything went bad. They're not projecting to be back to 50% of the capacity that they once were at, are they? I would think not. Not that what I've seen. I mean, one of our big suppliers, my sales rep, stopped in today. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about how things were going. And I said, well, I said, we're kind of at a precipice. We should maybe hire an installer, but we don't know what's going to happen in September. And he looks at me and he goes, that's the exact conversation. And they're out of Kentucky. Mm -hmm. They didn't shut down. But he goes, that's the exact conversation that we're having back home. And you're like the first person to say, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And then I looked at him, I go, well, my dad's paranoid. So he thinks everything's going to go kaput in 10 seconds. <laughs> you so. know, we've been the same way, though. <laughs> we've been looking at adding a person. And that was something that we needed to do when we let somebody go last year. And, and it's like, how can we? Right. But So we did this experiment with our kids. So I just gave you how we value stocks. Yep. We did this experiment with our kids. We wanted to see how they would react if they bought stock. And mm-hmm. we've talked about this on the show. We said, actually, we thought Robinhood, not just for our kids, but for anybody, that Robinhood doesn't have the same level of tools and sophistication as, say, TD Ameritrade, because that's the other one we reviewed. Right. But it was better for people, wasn't it? Well, because it's more simple it was easy to use correct you don't have to figure out how many tenths of a percentage of a stock yeah. you have to buy it's just i want to spend ten dollars at mcdonald's here's ten bucks this is what i buy yeah i want to buy ten dollars of mcdonald's stock not actual mcdonald's food correct which our youngest doesn't get he bought mcdonald's stock and he's still pretty like probably once a week he's like so dad hey i'm like what when am i getting my happy meal what happy meal i got stock yeah right. buddy <laughs> Just because you got stock doesn't mean you get a free Happy Meal. So here's what we know scientifically happens when people buy things. There's dopamine that's released. Mm -hmm. Think about this. I've been talking about this a lot with people right now. And this will all make sense. It's all going to come full circle. Why we have a irrational exuberance in the market. Okay. Mm -hmm. When people go buy something, dopamine is released. Shopping releases dopamine. There are people that are going to go clothes shopping or house shop, not like house stuff shopping or Menards shopping because Menards is its own thing. Target. Target. And they're going to buy all this stuff they could go without. They're going to rationalize because, well, look at the sales I got, Mike. Correct. And they're going to put their credit card in. And when they put that credit card in, what are they thinking? The people that I'm talking about right now, what are they thinking? 
I really want this thing, and I have no idea if this card's going to go through or not. There, There's an anxiety, isn't there? Correct, because it's... I'm not entirely sure what I have in my account, and I don't really think it's going to cover this. Watch how backwards this is. And I'm not... I'm not. If this is you, I'm not yelling at you. It's a chemical imbalance, really. Mm-hmm. You just bought a cart full of stuff you didn't actually truly need. You rationalized because, well, it was on sale. And you used a card that was already almost maxed out. Right. And you're going to leave the store feeling good about yourself. Because your card went through and you got to take home the stuff you wanted. Because you got your stuff. I mean, we literally just heard a story about this a couple days ago. Tell, well, before you go into that, though, tell me that's not a factor of dopamine. Oh, it absolutely is. 100%. So go to your story. So um, anyways, we were talking to somebody the other day and they were like, you know what? I can't believe that I'm going to say this, but I am absolutely happy COVID happened. Right. And we we're like, what are you talking about? And they said, you know, well, my significant other doesn't have time to go shopping. We can't go to the mall. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what, what does that have to do with anything? He goes, because we literally go and we spend hours at the mall for them to go and find this expensive purse that we can't even hardly afford. Right. Because they're, they're arguing about bills they can't pay Correct. as it is. And great. You buy this $300 purse and literally six months later, she's going you know, I just don't really like this purse anymore. I need something more practical Mm -hmm. for day-to-day use. Right. And you literally bought something you couldn't afford that six months later wore out. So here's what we did with our kids. I mean, not wore out physically, wore out the... The dopamine was gone. There was an excitement from purchasing it. So here's what we did with our kids. We wanted to see if they bought stock, whether that same thing would happen. Dopamine would get released. Now, we didn't like take blood samples we didn't hook up their brains to stuff you told me no so we didn't because we have the tools to do (laughs) that anyway it was funny but we saw this excitement even the our youngest had excitement for all the wrong reasons right because he thought he was going to get a happy meal eventually but our (laughs) but our daughter our middle child she loves going to the movies yeah and loves popcorn and candy and anything that has sugar in it yes and so she wanted amc theaters which we tried to steer her away from, to be honest. A little bit. I thought it could be a good, a little bit. But anyway, AMC Theater is a perfect example of the irrational exuberant exuberance that's going on right now. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to share with you this, what's going on with AMC. A company on the brink of bankruptcy, possibly, that at least they said so. And what happened makes no sense. Right. Let's take a break. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to grmusiclessons.com. That's grmusiclessons.com. United Airlines makes it easy to fly from Muskegon County Airport with a travel-friendly schedule and competitive airfares. Haven't flown from Muskegon in a while? Fly locally with a short commute and parking located just steps from the terminal. Check-in and security lines are never more than 50 passengers per flight. At the end of your trip, get your bags quickly and be home in no time. Flights depart daily at 6.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. Starting mid-February, the evening flight arrives at 11 20 p.m. to maximize return flight options from most locations. It pays to check Muskegon first at united.com. Welcome back, everyone, to segment two of Fireproof Your Finances. Before we get into it, you can follow us on Twitter. At? 
fireproof show, I figured you'd jump in and say it because oh, normally I, you're like, blah. No, because I say dot com. That's me. Okay. Dot com. At fireproof show on Twitter. Dot com. <laughs> Gotta feel like a raven when I <laughs> don't. No, but anyway, follow us. We're at like, you, you say this that I get all excited about it, but you we're do. almost at like 200 followers now. It was less than six months ago that you were like, we might hit 100. Might hit 100. You want to do it? Help us out. Hit 100. And now it's like 200. Almost. And, and I keep getting things on our website from people in California. I don't know if you're in California listening to us. Thank you. But. like That's amazing. Like California, really? Like you guys are a little weird. I mean, you did tweet at Tony Beats the other day. That's not California. That's Alaska. I know, but that's like a popular show. But California. Like we kind of make fun of you guys and gals. Uh, we do. We make and, fun of millennials too. Apparently they still like us. Yeah, whatever. So. Oh. AMC Theater. Our yeah. daughter buys AMC Theater. And yep. there's something that happened last week. Yes. So Thursday night, the board of directors make an announcement. Well, I guess maybe they didn't make it at night, but they filed an SEC filing. Right. And in that filing, what did it say? Uh, well, first it said that they didn't think that they were going to be able to pay their bills through the pandemic. So the Time actual... Out. throw the You know what? We're not going to be like all these other broadcasters. We're not journalists. But were they just, well, this is what they said, but they didn't say it, but they did say it. Read okay. between the lines. I gave Have you ever the read shorter between version. The lines? Between the lines is blank. I gave the shorter version, and now I'm going to actually read the quote. That's the dumbest, what do they call that? Not analogy. I don't know. What do they call that? Like, uh, like saying, read between the lines, Mike. Yeah, I did. Oh, it's called okay. blank. Anyway, the actual quote from the company said, due to these factors not being able to pay their bills through the pandemic. Substantial doubt exists about our ability to continue as a going concern for a reasonable period of time. And what's important to know here, too, is that um, in April, AMC announced plans to try to raise $500 million in, right. pri in a private debt offering because of speculation of possible bankruptcy. Correct. And then they oh. came out in this same report, what they say? And... AMC then also said that the COVID-19 pandemic has had and will continue to have a significant and adverse impact on, you scrolled away from I it, did, on sorry. their business. <laughs> they said on our business. Correct. Well, because places <laughs> right. can only open at 25% capacity, 50% capacity. Right. You, you. So here's a company saying, we don't know. If things stay the way they're going, we have, I think the actual wording was substantial doubt Correct. About our ongoing viability, our future viability. Right. Like, basically, we really don't think that this is going to make it. What would happen pre-COVID to a company, publicly traded company, or I guess any company, but that comes out and says, hey, just letting you know, <laughs> might not be here in a few months if things stay the way they're going. Stocks tank. They're yeah. gone. Because now, everybody's going to jump ship. Because generally speaking, that the value of that stock becomes worthless right so here's what happens on thursday i'm on google here looking at their price yep you can just am by the way their ticker symbol that's how you look them up it's like their dna it's just amc you can google amc stock you'll get the same chart right so june 4th thursday it closes their stock price closes at where are we at five five dollars and 38 cents a share this report comes out thursday night i heard about it friday i'm thinking our daughter is going to be so mad if she loses money because she's like me. what she is not 
this isn't the pot calling the kettle black. You guys are two peas in a pod. I'll put it this way. When either of you are mad, the entire world knows it. No. Nope. Well, I mean, we're not Anyone quiet. Anyone near you knows it. I mean, we're not quiet about it, so I'll give you that. All right. What happens Friday morning? So before the market's open, I'm thinking, do I need to sell? It's already up. Because I think she got in. We got her in at like somewhere between 2 and $3 a share. Yeah, it was it was low. So it's already made a good profit. Correct. What happens Friday morning? It actually jumps. Jumps up. Almost it, almost 50 cents. Yeah, it closes Friday. And then it cools off, I guess you'd say. It closes Friday, what, just shy of 6 five ninety. Yeah. So what was that? 60 or 52 cents it, it was up over 10 percent after announcing we have substantial doubt now i'm gonna call that a, a comment of consequence okay the board comes out to say that if they're if they're wrong like if they're just over exaggerating things it's an sec filing right there's consequence for that it's fraud correct now if they don't say it because they, they want to keep the stock price up there. And they actually know that it's going to happen. It's also fraud. Correct. So this is like a very thin, fine line that you are walking. But, you know, that was temporary. So what happens Monday? Monday, it opens up at $6.71. Well, it opens... I think it, it jumped up to six seventy one. Oh, sorry. You had it highlighted. I thought that and was the opening time. And then cools off about six forty five. Wednesday today, it went all the way up to seven thirty. It ends at six thirty. But 6.30, it was at 5.30 something. It's still up then. Correct. 15%? Which is quite a bit. A company that just came out and said there's a there's substantial doubt about our future. And you're telling me people paid, thought it was suddenly worth 15% more? Right. Irrational exuberance. Correct. We reviewed, it's kind of cool, we reviewed Robinhood. And when we come back, Robinhood actually gives us an insight to this irrational exuberance. Yes. And I'm telling you right now is the time to maybe look at it and go, I didn't get out early enough. I didn't protect dollars that I should have protected before. I have a second chance at this. Yes. But I'm going to give you a couple articles. We're going to give you a little bit of insight to that when we come back. Let's take our last break and then we'll be right back. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to GRMusicLessons.com. That's GRMusicLessons.com. All right, and welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of Fireproof Your Finances. It's always our pleasure to be here with you. Yes. And today we've talked about the markets having an irrational exuberance. It's today as we sit here, uh, June 10th, 2020, the markets went from where they were. They didn't, if I'm looking at the Dow, it went down 38%. So plummeted. Went down to 30, it lost 38%. And it's back within less than 10% of an all time high. Correct. Yet we value stocks as future cash flows and the shorter cash flows being more valuable than long term cash flows. Right. And out of these companies, very few are predicting and projecting they're going to have any cash flows anywhere near 
what they had pre-COVID. Right. And then we talked about AMC. Mm-hmm. AMC price, the board of directors comes out and says there's substantial doubt as, their, as to their future viability. Yeah. And yet traders push the price up. Correct. You've got United Airlines that earlier this week was within, had recovered half to half of what they were pre-COVID. Right. They're nowhere near to having half the flight traffic that no. they once had. And their flights are super cheap right now, so they're not making any money. I've actually looked at it, and you know, I've heard on the news that things are really cheap. It, it hasn't been that cheap. Well, the only reason I say that is my um, my other office guy was looking at going to North Dakota, his fiance, his family mm-hmm. out there, and he's like, I don't want to spend two days in a car, sure. so I want to look at flights. It was like $200 round trip to go to North Dakota. Granted, nobody wants to go there, but... <laughs> sorry if you're in North Dakota. Actually, why do I have to say sorry? If you're in North Dakota, you don't even have a radio that can pick us up, so you're good. You don't have internet. They don't have internet in North Dakota. Yes, they do. They have oil fields and McDonald's. I don't know about that. Well, uh, I know they have McDonald's, but they have, they have more than just oil fields and McDonald's. Come on. Three Walmarts. There's an Air Force base. And an Air Force base. <laughs> All right. So... Irrational exuberance. Found this. I saw this come across today. And it's from, not that one. It's from Citibank. Yeah. Read us this headline. Day traders have driven stock market euphoria to an 18-year high, boosting the odds of a downturn in the next year to over 70%. Citibank says. Mm -hmm. Direct quote. Let's jump into this article a little bit. Um, one of the just the highlighted this isn't really in the body but it says these new participants have exploded arguably speculative buying which has goosed up the numbers of nad of nasdaq shares trade which feeds into their panic slash euphoria model the strategist explained yeah nasdaq is the one that's hit an all-time high and so when we look at when it says these new traders yeah one of the places they're talking about is Robinhood. Right. And we talked about how easy it was. Apparently, it wasn't just us. Right. And so, here I'm looking at a article from... Marker. Yeah. May or may not be extremely reliable, but it's actually... <laughs> well, it's from Marker, and the guy that wrote its name is Walker. So, Correct. this is spam. Sorry. No, I'm kidding. But this is a, <laughs> this is a quote from CNBC. If you like CNBC, cool. If you like yeah. Fox, sorry. But the company's name... So... Here's the quote uh, from there. Uh, Robinhood has continued to have over 50% of the market share of new brokerage accounts. It goes on to say that that's more than all of the incumbent legacies. So that'd be like the TD Ameritrades, the Schwab's, the right. Fidelity's yep, yep. providers put together. Right. And then here's another article interviewing some people who used Robinhood. Mm-hmm. And here's what stood out to me. It's one sentence. One Chicago resident flipped his sister's stimulus check into $10,000. Right. What that's saying, and if you read into it, is a lot of these Robin Hood traders, and I'm nothing bad about Robin Hood. We like it. Right. It's we easy. use it. Are going speculative. They're day trading. Right. All of this additional activity, according to City, this activity is what's leading to all of this, well, I shouldn't say all, has been the the biggest catalyst boosting the market, at least for the NASDAQ, well, to 18-year 
highs. If you think about it, you have all of these people that were sitting at home for almost two months doing nothing. Worried about their future. Mm -hmm. Some of them are like, well, I'm bored. Let's go on Robin Hood and maybe we can make some money. Right. And I think it's good. Right. But I, you know what? In that same article that we referenced early, earlier from Business Insider, that was the day traders have driven stock market euphoria to an 18-year high. That one? Yep. Yes. For Citibank. In yeah. there, they said, and I highlight it for you, tell us. Well, right. The very last bullet point before they get into the article says, people are ignoring joblessness, trade friction, social unrest, and risks that loom, including possible COVID-19 reinfections, the end of bonus supplemental unemployment checks, and the upcoming elections. So All people are ignoring everything that usually drives the stock market. Or would have negative impacts. Correct. When you see the type of social unrest that we've had right now, typically... That have a negative. That would have a negative impact. Right. When you think that the COVID outbreak, pandemic, not pandemic hoax, I don't care what you want to call it, led to a thirty-eight percent decline. Led to how many months of complete shutdown? Right. And yet there is a risk of reinfection. Correct. People think it's morphed. And some people say it's oh it's 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 not a risk, Mike. It's not an if. It's a when. And others are like, dude, it's not that big of a deal. I don't know. Here's what I know. And right. we did it last time. I'm not a medical professional. No, here's what I know. And I think it's important to keep this in perspective. I've said it so many times recently, but I love that part in Rudy. Mm-hmm. If, you didn't, if you weren't with us, I won't play it again. But Rudy is, you know, the little guy that plays football that had no business going to Notre Dame to play or be there. The real Rudy would be super upset that you just called him a little guy. He is. <laughs> he got C's and D's at best in high school and wasn't good at football. I'm sorry. Right. But anyway. But cool story you got in. It's unbelievable motivating. But here's the thing. He's sitting in the chapel um, with his last opportunity to get into Notre Dame, to transfer in from Holy Cross. I I think at this point he's done like 50,000 Hail Marys and 50,000 rosaries. He's lit every candle in South Bend at this point. Which is what he says to the priest. And he's like, Father, did I pray enough? And the priest looks at him like, son, trust me, you prayed enough. (laughs) <laughs> and I love what he says next. I love this line. He goes, son, there's two things out of 35 years of religious studies that I know. And Rudy leans in like, this is going to be yes. life changing. <laughs> yes. The rubbing of the hands together and give yeah. it to me. <laughs> like you can see Mr. Burns sitting, sitting at his desk going, excellent. Right. And he goes, there's two things that I know. There is a God. I'm not it. Face fall. So will... This $5 trillion of stimulus work. I don't know. I know two things. There is a God. I'm not it. Right. Will the supplement that, when we say supplemental unemployment checks, that's the extra $600 the federal government has added to unemployment. Will that keep going? And if it doesn't, will the economy suddenly, poof? Isn't it supposed to stop in July? Uh, it's supposed to stop in, yeah, like three weeks. Oh, boy. I don't know. There's two things I know. There is a God, and I'm not it. Okay. Yeah, you say okay, but think about this. Is North Korea going to shut shoot something off? What's going to happen in Iran? Apparently, they found a missile and a nuclear warhead. Oh, I missed that. Here's what we know. There is a God, and we're not it. Traditional finance. The economists always want to look at these like 12 indicators to tell you, well, these, here's what we watch, these indicators, and, and, and when they go bad, that's when you're going to hit a recession. Have you noticed that those indicators always look good before a recession? Yep. 
Behavioral finance, that's because it's almost always one of these external things. Behavioral finance doesn't try to pretend that we're going to figure out and, and you know, project and predict what one of these factors is going to go bad. We say this, it's the certainty of uncertainty. We're just certain something will happen. We don't know when, but it will. Right. And we should prepare for it. The way you prepare for that is by breaking your assets really into three categories. Right now income, midterm income, and I've said it differently in the past, but I was thinking about it a lot lately. It's right now income. If I lose my job, I need some income. Right. Midterm income and late in, later income. Because I've always said the last one is being growth, right? Yeah. But every dollar of assets you grow will be for what? Future income. Right. And if you don't take it as income, what will it be? Right. It'll go to your kids. Right, because you can't take it with you. And most of you listen and go, well, we want to take care of us first. Cool. So it's income, income, income. Right. That's it. It's the three eyes in finance. <laughs> income, income, income. That's it. It's all income. Right. Don't risk the first two incomes. Don't risk the income I'm, ne- I'm going to need tomorrow. Don't risk that, that what I'm going to say, that pr- um, the protected income that you're going to need to meet your obligations. Right. You know, don't risk those ones. And you've got a second chance right now. Because the market has an irrational exuberance. It's so close to where it once was. If you got hit unexpectedly, you've got a second opportunity to take some of the risk off the table. Areas you shouldn't be risking. Right. That's all the time we have for today. This has been another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances with Michael and Vanessa Markey. Want to listen to past shows or get in touch with Michael or Vanessa? Head over to twitter.com slash fireproofshow or go to fireproofradio.net. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.